so here we are yet again, another James Whale radio podcast thing that goes out on radio stations, it goes out on your laptop, it goes out on your your iPhone, your Android phone. In fact, it goes out in any place you want to find it. So all you need to do is uh, tune in, turn on and drop out, uh, which is what they used to say back in the 60s. Oh, dear me, back in the 60s, the summer of love. Mind you, the weather has been pretty good, hasn't it, recently? It doesn't. You know, that's the thing that occurred to me. That the weather, when the weather is good, like it is and has been, uh, hottest day in April in Britain for 68 years, something like that, um, and everybody feels a bit better. Why is it that those hot, sunny areas of the world seem to have so much trouble? I mean, if anybody can answer that question, please uh, text us, jameswellradio at gmail.com. I'd like to know. Or email us, I should say. Uh, email us at jameswellradio at gmail.com. Why all those areas of the world where it's hot and sunny, do they seem to have so much trouble? Nice and safe in Wales. It's uh, not that hot here at all. Yeah, and nobody, nobody does anything and nobody speaks to anybody and everybody looks thoroughly miserable in Wales, yeah. I'm always happy, me. I mean, I spent every summer holiday in Wales. Whereas my mother was Welsh, we had to go back to see uh, my Welsh grandparents and everything else. And you go in into a shop and they look at you. What's the matter, love? Nothing's wrong. Why? Oh. It's always very dour. Water. What about water? That's what dour is. In Welsh? Yeah. Well, why is it always very water in Welsh? It's always raining, I suppose. Well, yeah. Although, I had some brilliant, brilliant holidays in a little town uh, on the south coast of Wales called Puthcall. I, I don't know it. You don't? You should go. It's, it's worth taking your... your, your uh, how many children have you got now? Ten? Uh, it's worth taking the kids down there. Taking the, taking the, uh, the troops down. Yeah. yeah, take the troops down, march them along the beach in Pothcall and Rest Bay is one of the uh, best bays in Wales to go surfing. I'm sure I have been to Pothcall, but I wasn't aware of it, if you know what I mean. No, I don't really. I, uh, I didn't know you got that piss, but there we are. <laughs> I meant as a child, being taken there at a young age. Oh, right. You can't remember where you've been taken as a child. I can remember going to Devon. I can remember going <laughs> to Brighton. I can remember. Yeah, um, New Brighton. Where's New Brighton? N not New Brighton. Well, it's, it's well, it might be new, <laughs> the old Brighton. Huh. The one with actually, there's a place called New Brighton, isn't there? Somewhere near uh, Liverpool. I wouldn't know. I've only been to Liverpool twice. You live around the corner. Why have you only been to Liverpool twice? I've only been to Manchester about ten times. You don't do a lot, do you? Really? Well, I, I come here every day. You're. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Okay. Right, listen, listen. This is the uh, the podcast where I talk about uh, stuff in the news. But I am so I've had this stinking cold all week. Um, did I, I plug my radio show on Talk Radio? Didn't I? You just did. Oh, I just didn't. Then. Oh, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Yeah. Do it now. Though. Although I'm confused. I'm confused. What time I'm on at the moment? No, normally I'm on in the evening, seven till ten. Me and Ash, Monday to Thursday. But I've been doing. I've been doing drive occasionally. But normally seven till ten. Talk Radio. But get listen. Download the app. Are you uh, Eamon Holmes's understudy? It looks like that, doesn't it? Mm. 
I think the term the boss used when he said, look, could you, could you fill in for Eamon? It seems like you are the natural fit. I, I would have thought I was less like Eamon than anyone else. Okay. I mean, he's a mate of mine. We've, we've been buddies for about 30 years, but <clears throat> we are a bit sort of chalk and cheese, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe that's what he means. Maybe, maybe he thinks putting me on when Eamon's off makes Eamon look so much better. Okay, let's move on then. Why? Well, I, you know, I like Eamon. You know, I don't want to fall out with him. Well, no, I'm not falling out with him. I mean, if I can help make him look much better, then, uh, then, then that's actually. I should, I should think, I should talk to the boss about that. Um, anyway, so uh, talk radio. Download the talk radio app, and lots of people. Because what I've started doing is, and I could, we could do this visually, I suppose, if people, I don't know whether that's too much of a, a, an editing job for you, really. Well, no, it's too early in the morning for me. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't look my best. No. Well, we, we wouldn't video you anyway. Oh, okay, we? that's okay. <clears throat> I don't look my best today, I tell you. I've been up all night with Mrs. W, that's a different thing. Um, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, down, uh, people say they can't get it. Well, people got in touch on Periscope, where you can, you can see the program. They say they can't get it on a DAB radio. Now, why would, why would they? Of course it's on DAB. Yeah, well, they, they've, they've bought the DAB radio, unboxed it, done a, a tune, and uh, that's it for five years. They've not ever touched the button that says retune. So they just assume what's on it is on it. Oh, so, well, well that's what I assumed. Yeah. I went out and got another radio the other day because talk radio wasn't on it. Well, no, you have to click the retune button. You have to go into the little secret menus, hold down left and uh, volume up on the menu button. And then after 10 seconds, press the power button, then rotate what? the volume knob. I can't do all that. Three... No, what? no. Some radios have the auto-tune button glaringly obvious in yeah. front of you. Press that. Yeah, well, mine didn't, so I went out and bought a new one. <laughs> well, now you got two. Yeah, yeah. So I could get talk radio on the other one. Well, you can listen in stereo then, couldn't you? Well, I don't think I'll do that, honestly. So anyway, listen, reach, if, you, if you can't find us on your DAB radio and you're listening on the app or online or whatever, then uh, for talk radio, go and whatever Rob said, do that. Or continue listening on this radio station that you're listening yeah. to right now. Yeah, yeah. I see we're on another radio station called Embrace. That's oh, yes. That's nice, isn't it? Welcome yeah. to everyone who's listening. On Embrace. On Embrace, yeah. You love it, we play it. Yeah, well, well, we'll have to do a, a trail for them later. All right, okay. And we're on 11 o'clock on a Friday night. Mm. And you what can... happens when I go into a bit of a tirade, so I'm not f***ing doing that? I have to uh, edit that out. Oh, right, okay. Well, as long as you edit that out, I suppose that's okay. I don't edit um, all of it. So, <laughs> so let's, uh, let's, let's, let's have the good news and the bad news, shall we? Oh, go on then. Can, can we have the, well, um, the bad news to start with? No, let's have the good news to start with. Oh. Um, the, the good news is that Mrs. W's tumour is beginning to shrink. My wife has uh, stage four lung cancer. I'm sure we've spoken about that before. Uh, but it is something that uh, I feel she uh, thinks is good for people to talk about and to know about because, of course, the word cancer does strike fear into everybody's heart. And it seems increasingly that there are very few of us who haven't either had some sort of brush with this disease or know somebody who has it. Obviously, stage four is the final stage you can get, but my wife's tumour has begun to respond. Well, she's got a lot of tumours, but the, the, the main tumour's in her lung, 
um, have res- uh, begun to respond to the therapy that she's getting. So that is exceptionally good news. Bad news, of course, is that the treatment is pretty debilitating. So last night she was in such pain I had to call out the emergency nurses again to uh, to give her drugs because, strangely enough, you're not allowed to give people certain drugs. You have to call out a medical person to do that. So we had to do that last night, and uh, and she's sort of a little bit rough this morning, has to be said. I jokingly said, well, after we found the uh, the results of the scan were so good, we went out on a binge. I mean, obviously we didn't, but, you know, on the way back from the hospital, we did go and sit in the local pub in the garden for about 10 minutes, which is all she could stand, really. But I thought that was um, I thought that was a step in the right direction, but she's feeling pretty poorly today. So that's good news, all right? That's good news. Bad news is my old friend um, Dale Winton died um, on his own, as far as I can see, in his house, and uh, it's, it's a shame. Um, bit of good news of that. Dale would have been absolutely beside himself with the amount of coverage he got. He would have loved it front page of nearly every newspaper going he would have uh, he would um, who knows where you go if anywhere after you die and if he if you can look back on life he if you can he will be loving it loving it i mean i first met dale many years and years ago and there was a little clique of uh, friends of his. I don't think I would say I was on the... I didn't go on the holidays that they all went on and uh, anything like that. But I knew, I knew Dale quite well. Um, and we would chat, have coffees occasionally. Um, uh, the last, I suppose, 10, 15 years, he's been living more in America than over here. Uh, but when I, when I first met Dale, he was working on a radio station in Nottingham called Trent. 301 and he, he did a I think he did a daytime show and I'd been there making some commercials and we were sitting in the studio he was on air I was just sitting there having a coffee chatting to him and the funny thing is that he would he when he when he at that age and he'd never been on television never done anything he'd only been on radio he he would adopt this very sort of uh mid-atlantic voice uh, uh, Dale Whitten 301 bringing you the hits da 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 and then turn around and said I don't know, James, you've got on television, I haven't. I really don't understand that. What am I doing wrong? And uh, I remember saying to him, why don't you just be yourself? Why don't you just be you? You're very funny. You are very, very funny. Oh, oh they wouldn't like you. I'm, I'm just a bit too camp. I said, no, you're not. You are very funny. And to cut a very long story short, he, uh, he happened to be in the right place at the right time. Bob Monkhouse, I think it was, Bob Monkhouse was down to do uh, supermarket suite, but for some reason he didn't do it in the end. And uh, whether Dale was there or knew somebody or was doing the warm up, I can't remember. It's a long time ago. Um, but Dale stepped in and did it as Dale, and the rest is history. So good luck to Dale. Um, sad though that he never he never found kind of contentment, which was uh, I don't know. I mean, some people do, some people don't. Some people think if you've got everything, suddenly he became very wealthy. He hung out with all the very famous people. Uh, he loved being famous. He just adored people recognizing him and coming up to him. He just loved it. Um, but he never really, he never seemed to have good friends. You know, he had lots of friends, lots of acquaintances. He never seemed to have any really good friends who were always there. But sad, very sad indeed. And uh, I know my... Funnily enough, I, I was uh, a couple of years ago. I, I bumped into an, another old friend of mine I hadn't seen for years, Brian Johnson, who um, 
people, if, if they're into heavy rock music, will know was the lead singer of ACDC. And, uh, and Brian spends most of his time, if not all of his time, in America. And uh, we were, funnily enough, we were having a curry, I think. And he said, oh, James, I met a mate. You, assume, assume you, you know a bloke called Deal Winton? I said, yeah. Oh, we've become good friends. He lives near me. I couldn't think, actually, of two more unlikely people hanging out than Dale Winton and, uh, and Brian Johnson, but they did. Um, but he was a funny bloke. He, were, he, he, he loved uh, bling and always had the, the flashiest cars. I remember we went to a, a mutual friend, Peter Tate, who used to do the breakfast show uh, on Radio Air in Leeds. And, um, and I'd worked with Peter for a long time, and, and Dale had worked with Peter in various places as well. And Peter sadly died, uh, I think in his late 40s, from a brain tumour. Terrible. And we were both at the funeral, and uh, I'd gone to Leeds by train. Dale had been driving. I don't know where he'd been, but anyway, he said, um, I'll give you a lift back. Uh, in fact, if I do that, I said, darling, I'll give you a lift back to the station in my car. I've got the car. And uh, we went in his, I think it, I think it must be a Bentley anyway, or, or was it a Mercedes? I can't remember. But the top down and drove through Leeds, and I said, do you not want to put this up? People might, oh, no, 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 they love to see and we stopped at some um, traffic lights, and somebody in the car next to him said, Oi! And, <laughs> and Dale said to me, Oh, I love this. I'll just turn around and give him a smile. And he turned around and smiled, and the bloke in the car said, No, not you. Whaley, you all right, mate? I haven't seen you in Leeds for years. <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. But um, <clears throat> he, was a, he was a lovely guy, and it was just a shame that he never really found, I don't suppose, I mean, I'm, who am I to say? He might have been very happy, but he never really seemed to find contentment, which I think is a great shame. And often you think, oh, if I had that money, I'd be really, I'd be fantastically happy. But obviously money doesn't bring you everything that makes you happy, does it? He did say at one time he thought he should have stopped uh, doing TV. I, I always remember we were, were sitting having a chat one day and I said, you're working extremely hard, Dale. Every time I turn the television on, you're on. He said, yes, dear. He said, everybody wants a bit of Dale Winton at the moment. I said, well, uh, yeah, but may, perhaps you should ration it. He said, oh, he said, everybody wants Dale Winton at the moment and soon everybody's going to want somebody like Dale Winton and then before you know where you are, everybody wants somebody except Dale Winton. And so he was quite pragmatic about the whole thing. Very true, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you become the flavour of the month, uh, the flavour only lasts for a certain amount of time, yes. unless you're very lucky. But he did have, what, 20-odd years, a couple of decades. Well, yeah, um, supermarket sweep and then the, the National Lottery, of course. Yeah, and the National Lottery paid huge amounts of money to the people who did those programmes at the weekend. I can't tell you how much. Hmm. But that enabled him to sort of go off to America and live the life he wanted to do. And I think... I think, I don't know, believe in past lives, I think he was probably a Hollywood star. So anyway, rest well, my friend. Um, and just uh, just a shame that, that nobody was able to talk to him when he was feeling so down and, and you know, bring him round. Yeah. There we are. Anyway, so that's depressed me, really. Uh, talking about those things has depressed me intensely. And normally I'd be having a go at the government. Now, I'll tell you what, listen, I, I'm always... People say, oh, you look, my politics, I'm slightly right of centre, the sensible ground. 
sensible ground where people, you know, if people can uh, uh, do well in life, they should benefit from what they do. And lazy, miserable gits who really don't want to help anybody or do anything should be kicked into a pit of whatever. Is that harsh? I don't know. Um, but having said that, I don't believe in the death penalty. I don't think it does any good unless you're a burglar. I'd like to see a few burglars uh, hung because I think that's one of the most deplorable uh, crimes there is. I think people who go out and hurt people don't think about what they do. They have to be dealt with in a different way. But a burglar, a bloke who calls himself or a woman, I don't know if there are women burglars, I'm sure in this day and age of equality there must be. Um, I think some little stroke like that would probably think uh, about what they were doing before they did it. And maybe a couple of their corpses hanging around might put them off. Um, but I also believe that, uh, that, you know, the National Health Service, which I have complained about a lot, which it's not, not the doctors or the nurses, they do a fabulous job, but the way it's organized and the fact that it's being uh, starved of resources where if you ring for an ambulance, you might end up with a two-hour wait um, has to be organized and, and, and there have to be different ways of looking at it. Some of it might have to be privatized. Uh, others, uh, other parts of it obviously can't be. And as long as anybody who needs medical assistance gets it as soon as they need it, whether they can afford it or not, that is the crucial point. Um, then, you know, we have to reorganize the way we pay for it. Some people can afford to pay a bit. And if you can afford to pay a bit, maybe you should have to pay a bit. Um, you know, medicine's more expensive than it used to be. Uh, I don't, I don't know whether people agree or not, but that's a discussion that needs to be had rather than everybody jumping up and down and accusing each other. Oh, you're going to ruin the health service. Look, the health service is ruined. You ask the people who work in it, it needs to be addressed. And then we got the other idiots who all thought that, uh, and being slightly right of centre, apparently I'm supposed to be a, a raving Brexiteer. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. The idea of leaving the European Union is the biggest mistake anybody made, and it was driven by an inbuilt racism by a lot of people who were going on about um, immigration in this country. And look what happened. Look what we did to those people who came here in the 50s and 60s. They're called the Windrush generation, but they didn't all come on the Windrush. They came from the Caribbean. They were invited to come over here. They were British subjects. They lived in another part of the, the Commonwealth or Empire, whatever you wanted to say about it. They came here. They made their lives here. They had their children here. And now some of them are being treated appallingly, appallingly. There is a very nasty inbuilt racism. It exists in left-wing politics and right-wing politics, and it has to be snuffed out. The anti-Semitism and the pure racism that gets into certain people's minds has to be snuffed out. Because if you feel that somebody's getting a better deal because of the way they look or the color of their skin, you've got problems and you need to be re-educated some people um, are, are, are nasty and vicious and violent and they're black some people are nasty vicious and violent and they're white some people are nasty vicious and violent and they're Asian need I go on some people are nasty vicious and violent and they're Jewish I don't think it needs to be made more obvious but the majority of human beings are decent and want the same thing and the way the civil servants have interpreted what their political masters, because let's face it, David Cameron was shit scared of UKIP. 
That's what that's what drove David Cameron to make a ridiculous statement like we're going to bring immigration down to tens of thousands. This country would fall apart if that ever happened. And all those lazy bastards who think that foreigners are taking their jobs, most of which you wouldn't employ because they're useless, useless, um, are going to get a real, real awakening when they go to get their uh, their, their paychecks from, from Social Security or whatever. And they're told, oh, no, I'm sorry, you, we've got a job lined up for you, are going to have to do it. Good. That's what I say. Good. Most people who, who came to this country came to this country, A, because they were forced out of where they lived and had to come here, the Ugandan Asians who did really well when they got here, which annoyed another bunch of racists I know. Uh, people who've come from Europe primarily have come over here to work, not to scrounge, and you can't scrounge. And those people who came over, the Windrush generation, came over here, made their lives here, and now there are people who worked here all their lives, went to school here, had children here, uh, retired here, have now had letters from the Home Office saying, I'm sorry, but you don't belong here, you have to go back to a country you've never known. I was impressed by Theresa May coming out and apologising, but she, it shouldn't have got to that situation in the first place, and she was the Home Secretary for so long she should have done something about it. Stop pandering to what... Uh, you, you know, not everybody that voted to leave the European Union is a racist, obviously. And a lot of people, um, a number of politicians, believe that they're going to get a bit more power. But by and large, sensible, serious people realise that the, the, you cut yourself off and turn yourself into a small uh, enclave. It can only get worse. And all this, well, we're going to trade with the rest of the world. Well, we trade with the rest of the world via Europe now. And why would a country do a better deal with us when there are only sort of 60 million here, when they could have done a deal in uh, a continent like Europe where we're sort of 80 billion? Or whatever the figure was, I don't know. I mean, just just a beggar's belief that people are so stupid. So, um, immigration. This this whole racist business has got to be sorted out. And quite frankly, whoever actually decided that the Home Office should send the letters that were sent out to people who had spent their entire lives here, the threatening, nasty letters, and some people that were sent back and shouldn't have been, and some people who were made to feel so unwelcome and so unable to, to work, they lost their jobs, they lost their everything. Those people have got to be given restoration. We talked recently on Talk Radio about one of the, one of the um, guys who, who died. We don't know if he killed himself, but he couldn't stand the stress of this anymore. So there has to, there has to be a little more sense prevailing about all of this. You know, people don't tend to travel around. And, and listen, one of the problems that we have is health tourism, all right? And it's not all people who come from, from Muslim countries, although you do, when you go, you do see quite a lot of people who can't speak English, whose heads are covered, I must admit, to certain inner-city places. And they tend to come from very wealthy countries. You also, particularly in big cities, find there are quite a few people from America and other countries who come over here who can't afford health care in their own country, come over here and then suddenly get ill. I can't blame them for it, but it's not on. Now, the NHS hasn't got time to start charging people and everything else, but maybe, maybe there is some kind of way that... And I don't know, what would you do? What would you do if uh, a, a doctor and somebody turns up at your hospital, let's say it's a mum and a baby, they turn up at your hospital, 
and they have uh, no identification, no means of, of, of proving who they are or whether or not they could afford to pay for it if there was a charge, uh, what would you do? Would you send a mum and a child or even a, a guy who were obviously ill, would you send them out on the street to die? We hear stories about uh, American paramedics who search uh, somebody who's seriously ill for a credit card and if they haven't got one, leave them on the street. I'm not sure if that is uh, apocryphal or not. But we wouldn't want to live in a country like that, would we? No, not at all. No. So um, I've, 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 I've got all that out of my system now. But uh, listen, um, the whole point of this was I, I've been quite critical of Theresa May and I thought that uh, she'd done quite well this week, particularly in, uh, the, the, you know, the heads of Commonwealth have been in this country. I'm not a fan of the Commonwealth. I cannot see the point of it. Listen, if people don't like Europe, they don't want to be in Europe, can we just get rid of the flipping Commonwealth? What a waste of space. What a waste of time. And let's face it, how many of you actually bothered to watch the Commonwealth Games? You didn't, did you? No, I didn't. No. Quite right. Will you stop interrupting? You're talking far too much. <laughs> anyway, uh, to get back to what I was going to say, um, I, I, I talked to Peter Tatchell on my talk radio show the other week. Um, he'd written a letter to Theresa May asking if she could apologise um, to the uh, the leaders of the Commonwealth countries um, for some of the laws that they had given them when Britain, of course, was the empire. Uh, a lot of these laws... Uh, relating to the way they behave towards women and gay people. And in a number of our Commonwealth countries, homosexuality is illegal, and in some of those countries, it is punishable by death or life imprisonment. And they're backward. I mean, they're backward and they're stupid if they continue to behave in that way. And uh, and Peter Tatchell said, well, rather than being rude to them, it would be better if we as a nation apologised to them and said, we're very sorry uh, those sort of laws that we left you with are really unacceptable uh, and should be changed. And we ha and, and she did do that in Parliament, and, and uh, well done to Theresa May. I thought that was excellent. And, and those countries, by the way, parts of Uganda, various other countries we're quite friendly with, where the fact that you happen to be gay uh, is considered to be an illegal act, kick them out now. That would be my... okay. Give them a chance to reform and say, look, I'm sorry. That was our fault because, let's face it, we, we at one point ruled the world, well, destroyed the world, some people might say, and uh, we were terribly, oh, you can't be uh, disgusting. Uh, that, that's being a pervert. Well, obviously, you know, your sexuality you're born with, and if you don't agree with that, you're stupid, uh, you can't help it. And so making it an illegal act is absolutely barking mad. But then if you look through the laws that we used to have, you wonder what sort of brains actually imposed them. Uh, which is, I can never understand why people believe these religious books, all these things written a couple of thousand years ago, which have never been brought up to date. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, if anything good's going to come out of this uh, Commonwealth stuff, it'll be that a number of those countries realise the, the stupidity of continuing to have these laws, a lot of them driven by the sort of Anglicans in Africa who, uh, who are barking mad like any other religious group, as far as I'm concerned, um, who cling on dearly uh, to these rules and regulations. Um, the idea of female priests in many of these countries is, uh, is obviously... Uh, really quite worrying too. So anyway, I've, uh, I've, I've got that all out of my system. Um, I did, uh, I did actually ask on, um, 
on Facebook, should the Commonwealth end with the Queen? And uh, Tom Denfrey says, uh, Charles, King of the Commonwealth. Uh, well, that's what the Queen likes, but I, I don't think we should be bothered with it. But anyway, uh, Bob Riley said, uh, just needs rebranding. How about all the countries we f***ed over years ago? I don't, I don't, you know, that's a bit, it's a bit of a mouthful, Rob, I think. Yeah. Uh, Danny Costello says, no, but Charles should not take the throne. I don't, look, I think poor old Charles, you know, he's not going to be king for a long time. Uh, Brett Moss, uh, Moses, Brett Moss, Brett Moses says, I want William to take over. Well, he will fairly soon. Uh, Vincent uh, Aurelius says, I like the Commonwealth. I just don't think it needs a head. Stuart Guy, um, a good portfolio perhaps for Prince Henry, Charles, Albert, David of Wales. Uh, and London Key says, no, fed up of working to pay the likes of them. Up next, a royal wedding. How many millions? Meanwhile, let's uh, find homeless vets on the streets and send billions to other countries. Civil war is not far away, not to mention the issues with the Islamic faith and East clashing with the West. So it's a no from me. Lyndon, you're an arsehole. Uh, in fact, Rob, would you make sure you get Lyndon's address because he looks like he needs to be watched. <laughs> okay. And and he's not working to pay for the likes of the royal family. Probably the most stable thing we have in this country is the royal family. It's only 50p. And the royal yeah. wedding will not be paid for by you and me. A bit of the security will, but then, you know... That's fair enough as far as I'm concerned because of what we have to ask. I am a staunch royalist, by the way, and I will not, I will not countenance Republicans anywhere near me. Piss off. Go on. I never want to see his name again. Okay. Right? And if he's a friend of yours, tough tits, get rid. He, he, no, no, he's a friend of yeah, yours. I, I, I'm beginning to wonder. I'm beginning to wonder. <laughs> he's definitely not a friend of mine. He's a friend of yours. Are you sure? Yeah, well, he must be a friend of his on Facebook. Well, I mistakenly did that. Will you remove him? Uh, it's upset me now, you know that. I don't like, I don't like all this anti-royalness. <laughs> re I'm, really, I'm really upset now. You can't, I'll, I'll finish one more. Alan Bond says, Very much hoping that the UK will attempt to rekindle lost business associations with our Commonwealth brothers and sisters. Really? What have they got? We want, Alan. The free trade deals alone would be of immense benefit to our economy. You're living in cloud cuckoo land, mate. We really want to start buying lamb from New Zealand when we've got fabulous food in this country and in our near neighbours in Europe. What is this? What is this stupidity, Alan? Might have to get rid of him as well. Oh dear, <laughs> get rid of everyone and we won't have a show. Well, we start again. Do you want to, shall I introduce Tech Talk? Uh, do you want to do music? I think we'll do All right, do music. Let me go back to that. Where's that? <clears throat> First page. I think I've just gone on for over half an hour. Oh, f cool. Okay, um, I think it's probably time for us to have a little music in here, seeing uh, some of the radio stations uh, we're on play music a lot of the time. We like to play music you may never have heard at all. And if you would like one of uh, your tracks included on the programme, Rob will tell you how to do it. Yep, just email me, jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. Uh, include the MP3 and permission to play. And even if it's rubbish, there's still a chance that we might play it. Especially if it's rubbish, there's a chance, a very good chance we will. Uh, well, Terry, if it wasn't for Terry supplying us with music, are we, are we charging Terry yet? Uh, 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 no, 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 or no. You are, and I don't get to see it. Fine, I don't want to hear. 
Uh, Terry, who supplies us, he must have a stable of musicians. I'm, I'm sure that's what he does as a job. Yeah, I'm sure it is, Terry. I'd like a piece of the pie, all right, mate? Just a little piece of the pie. Um, <clears throat> and anybody else who would like to have a bit of music included on here, just grease Rob's palm with something. And uh, and who knows? Um, okay, this is, uh, he says, this is, uh, this is Terry talking, he says... Have a listen to this gorgeous, smoky, reflective single that Louise... What a load of shite you write. Uh, Louise Golby has just released in a track called Still. Just sit still for a second Cos I've got something to say I still think that there's something that's getting in my way. I still want you to want me like you almost did. Cause I'm your kindred in the key. I believe that sparks fly.
Well, there we are. Thank you, Terry. Uh, that was well. Actually, it was quite nice. I quite like that. Still, still, but yep. you know, gorgeous, smoky, reflective. Please stop, stop chewing the flipping dictionaries. Uh, right. Okay. Where where were we? Um, I don't know. You choose what we do next. I'll, well, I'll do tech talk if you like. Yeah, go on. And then we could probably do um, questions for the whale, I suppose. Oh, I've got some mail. I've got, I've got a couple of uh, emails. I'll do those and then do whales mail. Yeah, that's, that's how we'll do it. This is the James Whale Radio Podcast brought to you by... Uh, me. Yeah. Good. Fine. <laughs> ooh, got an itch. Ooh, 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 ooh. Right, go on. Okay. Uh, BT is going ahead with its plans to switch off the telephone network. So we What? <laughs> Hang on. What? They're going to turn off the telephone network. How are we going to manage without the telephone network? How it's does that work? It's going to be broadband only. So you'll have your um, broadband coming into your house, and then your phone line will actually be through the internet. Right, okay. So all that, all those cables and things, they can forget now. No, no, you still need a cable or a fibre to your house. Yeah. But it's all going to be done through the broadband. So you'll no longer have a landline. You'll have a landline, but it won't be a, a landline as we know it now. Yeah, okay. And so I'm looking out of the window now at a very splendid telegraph pole. That'll still be there. Oh, good, fine, because I like telegraph poles. Lots of people don't. Because when I look out, I mean, this country doesn't have many telegraph poles. If you go to America, they're everywhere. Well, it's it's somewhere for the birds to sit, isn't it? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and I'm, I look at this one and all the sort of notches all the way up where the branches were, and it's totally straight. Nature's wonderful, isn't it? And I just wonder what forest it spent 30-odd years in and uh, whether it's homesick or lonely being on its own, out, just standing outside my window here. They're, they're not normally alone. There's normally hundreds of them attached to it. Yeah, but it's a long way to the next one. Well, it's only a, a wire away. Well, it's about two houses away. Ah, it's not far, is it? I'm sure well, they could... when you live on a country estate like I'm I do. I'm sure they could see each other. Well, yeah, they can see each other. Yeah, that's oh, that's fine. Yeah, okay, all right. Why cool. are we talking about the loneliness of a telegraph pole? Because it just popped into my mind while I'm sitting here <laughs> looking out of my window. Yeah, so the uh, BT service is called Cloud Phone. I actually phoned BT the other day to talk about my new uh, my contract with BT, and they tried to offer this service to me, but it doesn't work if you've got a, like an exchange system. You know, if you've got like multiple phones in your house and you want to transfer from one to the other. Yeah. So uh, they'd have to reinvent something. That will work with that. Um, Apple sent a uh, letter to all their staff about uh, leaking information to the public. Right. Have you got it? Has somebody leaked it? Yeah, that's how I uh, found out about yeah. it. Yeah, it's been okay. leaked. So. Well, share it with us. Go on. No, it's just a letter that basically says, please don't leak stuff. And it goes with, gives all the reasons and how they find out and things will happen to you, you know, if you do leak and all that kind of stuff. But obviously the uh, people that leak stuff leak the letter, so it doesn't work really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, Tesco.net. If you've got an uh, email address that ends in Tesco.net, you're going to lose your email address. Well, I haven't, I haven't got one. That's because TalkTalk Talk bought the... Uh, <coughs> Tesco yeah. uh, internet service, and so they're switching it off. Huh. So uh, tough tips. Could we have an email service so people would have, uh, you know, Rob Rob Jones uh, James Well dot net or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we we have because uh, your email address is uh, James at jameswellradio.co.uk. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have. Oh, I do, that don't out. I? Could we? Should we not sh sort of? I'll have to change it now. We, why? 
Well, I've just told everyone your email address. Oh, shit, did you? Yeah. Don't send one to rob at jamesworldradio.co.uk because, obviously, I've got too many emails what? as it is. Yeah. jamesworldradio at gmail.com. Yeah, use that one. What was the one you just said? Oh, that's based on the domain name we own, which is um, jamesworldradio.co.uk. So if you send it james at jamesworldradio.co.uk, it goes to your personal inbox in your house, which you don't want. You keep telling me don't send me any more emails. So Yeah, no, don't. I don't. Well, I won't. So I thought my email was uh, jamesworldradio at gmail.com. That's the show email address, which I vet. Right, okay. And the other one is what? Well, your one is james at jamesworldradio.co.uk. That's the one, oh, you, right. you know, okay. you, you, your private email address that your friends and family well, I've just mentioned that on the well, program, I'll, I'll take, I'll take it out, won't I? I'll edit it Me, out. you And now you're deliberately saying those words, so I edit it out. Shit bollocks. Yeah, I will edit it out. I won't, I don't. Better. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, more? I've got more, I've got more. <laughs> cool. Uh, Earth Now, have you heard of Earth Now? No. I'm f***ing annoyed that you might put that out by mistake. <laughs> um, live video from satellites. Um, it's a uh, new uh, thing that's uh, happening where they're going to launch loads of satellites in space and you'll be able to uh, view the Earth in real time. Really? Yeah. So everyone will be able to see you in your back garden wandering around. That is so annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Airbus apparently are making the satellites. Bill Gates has uh, joined the uh, initiative. And, uh, yeah, it's going to happen. It's a big... Think of GPS, but with live video. So you'll be able to go on your phone, and you'll be able to pick a place that you want to have a look at, and zoom right in, and watch the live feed. Can we not do something about that? Because I don't really want people looking at me in my pants in the garden. Umbrellas. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. That's the solution. Really? Yeah. Isn't somebody going to... I mean, seriously, isn't somebody going to complain about this? Well, there's not much you could do, is there? Space is uh, international, isn't it? Anyone yeah. put a satellite up, can't they? The Russians have been spying on us for ages. Really? Yeah, they've been seeing you in your underpants for years. Oh, God, that's all disgusting, isn't it? Right, OK. Well, I'm going to go outside and put up a few umbrellas. OK, go on. Uh, parasols, yeah, yeah. Uh, want some of them uh, garden tables with the big umbrellas. Fill your garden with them. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to B&Q now as soon as we finish this. Right, Gazebos. Get, get a gazebo. Oh, that's a good idea. Whatever one of those is, I'll get one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Facebook is changing its terms and services, meaning 1.5 billion members will not be protected under the new privacy protections coming to Europe because they're moving all their uh, users from the uh, servers in uh, Ireland uh, over to America. Therefore, they're no longer yeah. in the EU. So they can avoid any org any organisational problems. Yeah, the uh, general data protection regulation, yeah. which is coming into effect very soon. Yeah. Yeah, another reason we shouldn't have left the European Union. Anyway, go on. Uh, Talk Talk is the most moaned about internet provider. Why? I don't know, but now they can actually say that uh, they are uh, award-winning yeah. internet Talk provider. Talk Talk. Yeah, award-winning Talk Talk. What the award is is not very good, but uh, it's still yeah. award-winning. Oh, right, okay. When I say it's the most complained about, it's something like thirty and 10,000 users. It's very low. That's a lot of complaints, isn't it? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to lose the will, so can we get to the end of this? Come on. Uh, I saw the film Love, Simon. It's okay, but not one for the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
offer. Oh dear, I'm so sorry you wasted your time. Yeah. It works free, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> should we do Wales Mail? I think so. Uh, Julia Spence. Hello, Julia. She says, enjoying your book. It reminds me of staying with my grandma, listening to Night Owls on Metro Radio. Cheers, Julia. That's cheered me up. Uh, Pleased, Blythe, got a mention, even though it was spelt wrong in the book. It had an E on the end. Did it? I didn't notice. That's the problem with editors. We'll have to recall all the books. So if anyone's bought a James Well book ever, can you send them all back to James and we'll get them all reprinted for you? No, why don't you just go through the book, find the, the mention of the, the uh, town Blythe and scribble off the E. Oh, that's a better solution. That wouldn't cost us a fortune then, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Kathy, hello, Kathy. She said, delighted about your wife's news, sending lots of love to you both, which is nice. Thank you. Uh, I have got in touch because many moons ago, my daddy would listen to your show and Mammy said that she was the whale widow. Oh, I'm sorry about that, Kathy. Um, you rang her and Daddy was listening when suddenly Mammy was on the radio, ranting about how Daddy ignored her and gave all his attention to you. Why I'm telling you this, Daddy had lung cancer and listening to you gave him great enjoyment and took his mind away from his pain and illness. Uh, eternally grateful. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, Kathy. Oh, thank you, Kathy. Thank you very much indeed. You know, this is, disease does touch everyone. There are enormous, enormous steps forward made in the treatment of cancers. And the one thing now that I hope nobody does, and it used to be done regularly, nobody hides away from the fact they have had or have cancer. Because that's what happened. People used to go and hide away and not talk about it. I can still think of a number of people and quite famous people who are suffering with cancer, some I know quite well, who don't want anyone to know. And I've spoken to them and I've tried to say, if you come out and let other people know and share what you're going through, it helps an enormous amount of people. But a lot of people are still embarrassed about having it. I mean, my wife never smoked and she has lung cancer. Um, Tessa Jowell did a remarkable job, I think, in the House of Commons the other day talking about it as well. And the more you talk about it, the more uh, uh, people concentrate their minds on looking for cures and looking for care of people with this disease, and it can only be good. Uh, with that, I'm going to go off, and thank you very much indeed, and uh, I'm sure there was something. Oh, we've got to do questions, haven't we? D- do a couple of questions. Come on. Okay. Uh, Gary Flockton, did you ever win an argument with Tommy Boyd? Never needed to because Tommy Boyd is intelligent enough not to ever argue with me. Thank you, Gary. Water treatment facility happened to the music scene. Good. I assume that's what WTF means. Mark Summers. Do cats claw us while we're asleep in revenge because we always pet them while they're sleeping? Yes, of course they do, and you shouldn't. What, pet them while they're sleeping? Yeah. Yeah, that is quite annoying, I would imagine. Yeah, don't do that. Mickey Carilli. Yes. Uh, I, I, did I get that right? I've no idea. I can't, I'm not looking. Okay. <laughs> Sorry if I didn't. All-knowing, all-seeing, oh, great whale. Who is exactly running the world economy, and what's the end game for poor little us? Uh, if 
if I told you the answer to that, it would take all the fun out of being a participant. Let me just tell you that you must never stop trying. And finally, uh, Matthew Feeney. When doctors hand out antidepressants, why do they not tell you what they are and how they're supposed to help? Well, it's always been my evidence that they do, Matthew. If they give you a, a tablet, they tell you what it's for and they'll tell you how it's supposed to help you. And if your doctor doesn't do that, Matthew, I suggest you go and find one that does. The clue's in the, uh, the word antidepressant, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to make you feel less depressed, Matthew. Very strange. Or do question. you think he's just tricked us? I don't know. Uh, anyway, listen, um, hopefully the good weather continues, although I don't need it too hot. No? 24, 25 is fine by me. 28, 29, it's, uh, it's taking the piss a little bit. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Have a great time. And don't forget, join me live on Talk Radio, Monday to Thursday, 7 till 10, or the next... Uh, I'm doing drive next week. I am doing drive next week, aren't I? Uh, yeah, Monday to Thursday, 4 till 7 next week. And you can catch it on Periscope as well. I'm going away now to invent a new boat that gets rid of plastic waste. Good. And edit all the c**ts out. to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason. <laughs>